You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Well, everybody, this is it. We've been waiting all year for this. The annual Movie Guys Podcast Awards. This is because of you, the fans. I'm joined here, like always, with Eric. How the hell are you doing, bud? I'm pretty excited to find out what the results of, well, of the, the grand tally, as you say, of our Super Bowl of the Movie Guys Awards. And uh, happy to, to have a special guest with us, Randall. Hey, what's going on, guys? Glad to be back. Super excited to be back here on your uh, on, on the big night. Yeah, big night, big night, big night. Uh, we are all wearing, uh, uh, you know, tux. Uh, I actually have the tails. I have the tails on. I'm standing on a red carpet. Boom. I, yeah, I was about to say I'm impressed by the red carpet. Didn't right. expect to see so many photographers. Well, what about you, Randall? Are you gonna pull like one of the like because because I wanted to pull the Dumb and Dumber one, but I figured you'd be a guy with the top hat. Like you would so be the top hat guy. Well, <laughs> you think? Yeah, yes. yeah. Top right. hat and cane. Just do it. And cane. Formal affair. Maybe monocle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how we're gonna do it. <laughs> White glove it. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God, I'm so excited. This is something that's been so exciting for Eric and I. And, and Randall, this is the first time I ever doing it with us. And uh, Randall is actually going to be doing just half of the episode with his fans because we got a special guest host for the second half. Uh, but he wanted to take time out of his personal life to do this with us. So we're excited. So kind of break everything down here for everybody. We do this every year. Um, Eric and I, main host and movie guys here, we don't vote. We do not vote. We want to hear what you, the fans, have to say. And I've been calling Eric because every week we let him know what's going on with the numbers of the people that download. So you're able to vote Thanksgiving week all the way to the week of Christmas, and then voting's done. The most votes we've ever gotten, 4,100 votes. It's fantastic. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, good turnout. I like it. Good turnout. And really excited about that one compared to our first year ever doing this with only 2,600 votes. So thank you, fans. I like to think that EMC hooked us up with that one. Don't you think, Randall? EMC hooked yes, us up. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I would like to think so, too. No, we're just going to say that. I, did. EMC I pushed it out a couple times. I did vote. I did vote. Oh, you did awesome. vote. Perfect. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. So maybe, you know, it feels a little cheap to have me in here on the discussion but uh if it makes makes listeners feel better i don't remember what i voted for (laughs) (laughs) well i think this is great because if you had already voted then um well regardless if you had remembered or not who you voted for then you know we could see if you uh well if your prediction or if your vote came true right right I, ha- I, I I do have a horse in this race on a couple of them. Probably not one of the segments for sure because we'll, we'll get to it. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how the final numbers come uh, turned out. Absolutely, I'm 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 excited to read to these guys. I watch this these numbers grow on a daily basis for the month, and this is read to me in a pie chart. And uh, for the second time, besides one movie, I'm sorry, besides one category. Nothing has gotten over fifty percent of the vote. It has been all over the board. Only okay. one category has fifty percent. Are you then saying that we should be, or I should at least, be expected for 
or preparing for disappointment? Yeah, I mean, I was. Okay. I was a few a few times, but I mean, nothing has been. I was surprised with all the nominee with all the categories we have this year. Only one category had over fifty percent. Everything else is below. Couldn't believe it. Everybody was voting different ways. Hey, I'm really excited. Real quick, was that one category that one with only two selections in it? <laughs> I'm just uh, you know for all the for all the <laughs> for all the math people out there, I guess. <laughs> Right, right, right. So again, how this works, fans, we'll get into our first category with nominations here, is I am going to say the name of the category and the nominees. Uh, one of the guys, Randall or Eric, who I ever I choose, I'm going to ask in their opinion, not what the fans vote, what their opinion is, their winner of the category. The other gets a chance to respond. I will name off the winner. And then we give our reactions with that. So we always like to start off big with the first one right off the bat. So do we want to do we want to get into it, or do we keep on delaying? Should we delay more? Or do you just want to get right into it. What the hell are you talking about, Jordan? Man, go go top down to the bottom. Let's just let's just get into it. Okay. All right, Randall, <laughs> you ready to go for this one, bud? I I'm ready. All right. So we're gonna do, Randall. Since you were a part of this one, we're gonna do the best. 80s teen comedy film of the year. All right. The nominees are Valley Girl, Porky's, Last American Virgin, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Risky Business, and Revenge of the Nerds. So I want to go with Eric first because I want to hear what he thinks. The new Randall. Eric, in your opinion, who should win Best 80s Teen Comedy Film of the Year? Uh, that's a, it's a coin flip. I, I really do think that... Um, my vote would have been probably Risky Business, but I, I think it might be a toss-up between Revenge of the Nerds and Ridgemont High. But that, that's, okay. just, that's what I think. I mean, personal preference, I think, just because you had one that was very different than the others. So maybe that's what, what turned it. But I, I don't know. If people could get past the, well, I guess the rape scene in, in Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Which really yeah. seems to be just kind of uh, uh, the one thing that is, is standing out from that movie, rather than it being, uh, what, four sequels, I think, that we count? Three? Oh no, God. three sequels, I'm seeing, uh, from, from the actual franchise itself. Um, the only one that mm -hmm. actually has a franchise as well, too. But Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what, that's no, what no, I think. No, no, Porky's, I, I, Porky's. Porky's has like four of them, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Porky's yeah. has not necessarily a amount of of the sequels as well too, and um, I've I've not seen any of them. I don't think I, I really have any desire to either. But well, I, I'm curious to see what the fans thought of this one, just because this was such an interesting year to do this retrospective of, and what a what a genre too. Mm -hmm. But that's that's my guess. I, Risky business is your guess. That's what I'm I'm thinking. I don't know, uh, Randall. What do you think? So uh, my personal preference, the one that I would like to see win, um, and maybe the one that I voted for myself, was uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, just because I think that's a great movie. Um, it's it's not necessarily risky business. Actually, I don't know that I've seen. Um, obviously, I know what it is, and I listened to your guys' discussion on it. So I can't say whether it's like, competes or is you know around the same area in terms of like kind of a drama because fast times at regiment high of course it's teen comedy but also has a fair bit of drama 
Um, but mm-hmm. I just think it's a good movie. Now, what I think might have gotten the the general vote, I'm going to guess Revenge of the Nerds just for almost name recognition alone. I think at this point, in terms of, um, you know, the wider name recognition, Porky's, strangely enough, Porky's and Revenge of the Nerds are probably a bit more um, recognized, maybe notorious at this point. But I mean, Revenge of the Nerds didn't always carry um, kind of the stigma right. that a lot of the 80s movies have now. Um, and it, like, I was on that episode with you guys when we discussed it. It was on TV all the time. So I'm thinking maybe Revenge of the Nerd takes the, the, general vote okay so i will go off the winner the percentages and where everybody else landed we ready for the first one give it the winner best 80s teen comedy film voted on you the fans with 25.6 percent of the vote comes from fast times at ridgemount high Woo! no surprise awesome number two is risky business at 23.1 percent there it is uh, number close three seconds, is by the way. Porky's at seventeen point nine percent. By the way, well, you can just you can just leave it right there then, Jordan. We don't need to go any further. <laughs> uh, Valley Girl at fifteen percent, and Revenge of the Nerds at ten percent. Wow, uh, Blast Maker wow. Virgin didn't get didn't get anything. As it shouldn't. As as it shouldn't. That was that movie did not. No. Did not get any votes. That's that's good. At least I have I have faith in the fans yeah, barely, for that. Then. Barely. Good, good for you guys. Yeah. Barely got any votes. Okay, let's go to our next category. This one's very easy for everybody to decide. Um I was not a fan of this movie, but I felt like it had to be recognized for what it did. So I made a new category for it. We've never done this before. Best musical, only two movies. We got Hamilton versus Eurovision. <laughs> Randall. Who do you want to win Best Musical? Okay, okay. So, full disclosure, I I haven't seen either of these. Mm, uh, yes, nice. that includes Hamilton, even though I know everybody everybody loves Hamilton. I'm gonna guess Hamilton because Eurovision has Will Ferrell. Is that seriously a Will Ferrell musical? Will it's it's <laughs> it's they yes it's 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 classified as a musical with Rachel McAdams. <sighs> Well, I'm I'm gonna go for Hamilton, even though I have not seen either. I'm I'm. Not, this is the category I was slightly nervous about because I am not a musical guy. I'm no. kind of relieved that there were only two films in this one. So, <laughs> <laughs> Eric, what say you, bud? Eurovision. Okay, let's move on. There's a thanks, George. There are yeah. those are two completely different. Even though they're both categorized as a musical, those are two completely different. Uh, films just because one is a recording of a stage play, the other one is an actual movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked Hamilton a lot more, that's no secret there. Um, so that probably will win just out of pop culture um, influence on its own. I don't think Eurovision got it is nearly as no, uh, enough traction and press as the other one did. Not to say that it's <laughs> not a bad movie. Um, but uh, yeah, if Eurovision wins, then I'm 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 very convinced that Jordan went on here four thousand times and, and voted for that movie. Jordan rigged it. <laughs> Jordan rigged it. Uh, well, okay, so 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 the winner is of, of course Hamilton with seventy six point nine percent of the vote. Yep. But I'm happy 
because 23.1% of the people voted for Eurovision. So I'm going to put myself into that category and say that 23%, I am with you. There you go. All of our, all of our, our, uh, our, the Ohio viewers listening, listening, voted for Eurovision. Is that what we're saying? Oh, you just went right for it, didn't you? I'm from Michigan, so we're allowed to, to, I guess, have that rivalry, right? Oh, God. Oh, that kind of hurt a little bit. Yeah, that may have been a deep dig, huh? God, that was. No, I just I, I just hated Hamilton, and I hated Eurovision, but I understand the cultural impact of Hamilton. So it's like, okay, I don't want to like it's, – it's, Hamilton's not film of the year because it's not a film. I mean, like they just put the camera on a tripod and press record. It's, it's a stage play. It's a musical. Don't Well, don't. That's, that's a very There's, interesting point. You know, so well, like, well, wait a minute now. It's true. It's I, true. I get that, but for, for you to, to to kind of say that there was not enough, like there's a lot of work that goes into a a Broadway musical, man. There's a lot of direction. There's a lot of I don't know the set design obviously was nearly as not anything like the other, but I mean this is a one full movie in one shot type of thing. Whereas the movie there are cuts, you know, action cut, action cut. Oh, we don't like it, do it again, do it again. No, for this in stage, you get one chance, you get one shot, and obviously they didn't want to miss their shot there. Shot, I, shot. Go ahead. I I guess that I mean, I guess it depends how you view concert films, um, because some those are often considered still films, right? I, I guess. I just I knew it needed to be on here for the year because of how important it was, but it wasn't film of the year quality. It wasn't also disappointing because I had no hype with it. It's like, what do I do? And do I give it an honorable mention? Oh, wait, we reviewed a Rachel McAdams, Will Ferrell movie where they sing. Let's do that one. (laughs) So this whole category is like a pity throw to to Hamilton anyway. Kinda. I mean, I think Eric's <laughs> is happy that it won something for Movie Guys Podcast. For every Movie Guys Podcast history, Hamilton is a category winner. It is kind of a pushover category, kind of like in the Oscars when they do Best Animated, and it's just like, okay, which Pixar movie is going to win this year? It, it's right, it's right. like, it, why are we even doing this? Was this considered our Pixar category, essentially, then? You understand, right? And there are many times where you see a category, and you're just like, okay, Four movies that I've never heard of, and then that one movie that made a billion dollars. I wonder which one's going to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. I think everyone would have been pissed if Finding Nemo didn't win on that one, you know, or whatever the hell, whatever Pixar movie was won. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, As long so, as it's not Lego movie, then I'm happy. As long. So we're getting into our last category with Randall. Save the mm-hmm. best one last for you, buddy. Worst film of the year. Ooh. The not Excited. this this was all over the board, guys. Nominees, and I'm actually just dis- I actually disagree disagree with this. Nominees are Bad Boys for Life, Birds of Prey, The Invisible Man, In the Tall Grass, Old Guard, and Extraction. Eric, what say you? What is the worst film of the year? I, I disagree with a lot of the movies that you put in there because I actually enjoyed Invisible Man, but it's, it's you, probably, you did it, but you didn't like Extraction. Uh, no, and I'm not defending it. But Bad right. Boys for Life was was pretty atrocious. And what was the the second option again? 
Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Invisible that's, Man. That's right. I probably would say Birds of Prey. Just because maybe expectations were maybe a little bit higher than that of Bad Boys. And it, it just it, it just was was not good. Like nobody was asking for that movie. You, you know, like there was at least a demand for Bad Boys because people enjoyed the the buddy comedies people enjoy that but like for this birds of prey it just seems like an extra effort from dc or warner brothers i'm sorry at this point to to cash in on that whole genre or just the character alone and it just it seemed hurried the the script was just uh, i i didn't like any of it that the dialogue itself was it was very just pasted from like a like a like a teen script you know like like a Something out of a young adult novel, you know? Something like, the CW would make. Yeah, you know what? That's a good way of putting that. That movie seemed very much like a right. like a CW production. Randall, I'm sorry. I'm not going to ask you this question real quick. Eric and I are going to fight. We don't fight that often. Invisible Man was dog shit, Eric. This is the last time I can bring it up. This was a bad movie. How can you defend it? It is the, it's, 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 it's in the category as worst film of the year, bud. Yeah, well, that's that's because you put it in there, Jordan. Because it's <laughs> bad, buddy. <laughs> it's bad. Are there you serious? Are, are you guys, come on, I, man. I'm nowhere. Listen, I'm not saying that it is a, by a any means a great or fabulous movie whatsoever, but it had better moments, a lot better than all the other categories that you had picked. It uh, at least. What do you mean? What do you put that in? Mis- most disappointing. I mean, like I thought it was a great idea. Oh my god, they're gonna bring back the Visible Man. No, wait, he's not a mad scientist. The change of drinks a potion. You know, we're not going to modernize that. We're just going to make sure that his suit has a bunch of camera lenses on it. Yeah, it's it's it modern take. It okay. was it was interesting. Yeah, no, no. All right. There's a lot of parts of it. Listen, I'm not trying to defend that movie, Jordan. I enjoyed it for what it was, but it wasn't trying to be anything more than than just this. I don't know, like a date movie. Just this this little scary kind of a. Uh, Action, uh, sorry, uh, scary, like through the lens, because a lot of it was all camera tricks. It was not the story. It was not the the CGI or, or the actual suit itself. Spoiler for that one, but it was just all creative camera work that made it. That's that's okay. that's why I give that movie the respect. Uh, or it, uh, yeah, I'll say respect. I already said it. Spoiler for this one that we can have Randall go with his opinion. I'm going to tell you something that's going to piss you. It's not going to piss you off because you're because you're because you're mellow. But the director himself has said this, and I want you to look it up because I bought, lost my shit months ago, and I was saving for this. I was savoring. It was like a lion in a cage with a T-bone stake being dangled in front. The director made a contract for Universal Studios to start doing the third time in a row another cinematic universe with the universal monster movies they were going to kick it off with this movie and then have her continue on as the invisible woman because what you find out in the alleged sequel that may be coming out according to the director is that she was crazy she was crazy the boyfriend actually was kidnapped he was not abusive she just had it all in her head and then when she killed him that's when she went crazy well that's fucking dumb it is dumb, but that's what the director said. So therefore, this movie's dumb. Are you sure it was the director? What you just said sounded sounded like some some fucking fan it, theory shit. I'm, t- I'm just telling you, it was bad. Just wait because they're gonna do another one and they're gonna do another universe bullshit fucking god 
damn it, I hate that movie. What about the the mummy? Are we just completely ignoring Tom Cruise's the mummy in this? Yeah, they are actually. They're the, yeah that that, that, that whole that whole universe is dead. Yeah, Dracula Untold was going to kick it off. That failed. Tom Cruise the mummy was going to kick it off again. That failed. And now the Invisible Man slash the Invisible Woman was going to kick it off, but we don't know if that's failed or not because it kind of came out right before COVID hit. Well, hope we can get King Kong versus Godzilla still. We will be reviewing it. Randall, in your opinion, what is the worst film of the year? Uh, <laughs> what? What? Okay, what I'm going to say I had to remember okay. all the nominations, okay. all nominations <laughs> okay. again. Um, just because... Yeah. Okay, can I say a movie I haven't even watched? Because that seems real cheap and normally not something I do. <laughs> I'll say, okay, I'll say this. The movie I was least interested in on this list, um, Bad Boys for Life. I, I'm sorry. I know that's not a popular opinion, but I have no interest in this. I, I've seen bits and pieces of the first two. It's just not my jam. Just not my jam. So I was uh, surprised. I guess I shouldn't have been surprised that they were doing a third one, but um, not at all interested. So that would be my pick. Um, you know, hearing your 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 hate for Invisible Man surprises me just because I'd heard a lot of good things about it. And not, I don't put too much stock into Rotten Tomatoes scores, but dude, have you looked at the Rotten Tomatoes scores? It, oh, I know. Given your, your vitriol for this? It kind of shocked me. It's sitting at 91 critic and 88 audience. I was like, oh. Um, right? Randall, don't you dare listen to this man's opinions about Invisible Man. <laughs> okay? He's he's spiteful about about something. I don't understand why. But but it was it, it was a half-decent movie. It was definitely better out of all the movies that you had just listed. It was definitely better than the, the other ones that were uh, in that category. I, I, I will stand behind that. Old Guard. I recently watched The Old Guard. I didn't hate it, but it was pretty middling and forgettable and bland. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I, I get that being on the list. Uh, maybe Bad Boys for Life was all right, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go that's my pick. I'm As for what your listeners would pick, um, man, I honestly, I haven't a clue. Kinda well, guys, air. like it's... Well, here, guys, we're all across the board on the worst film of the year. Uh, but before I give the actual winner, uh, well, actually, I have to because this kind of goes with. I do not agree with this pick at all. Um, I'm not a fan of the movie. I absolutely hate the movie. I think it's one of the worst, but not the worst. But the winner for worst film of the year with 27% of the vote is In the Tall Grass. Okay. Okay. Um. My vote was for Bad Voice for Life because it takes a lot to make me walk out of a movie theater, and I almost walked out twice. <laughs> uh, this came out in the beginning, middle of January uh, of just this year. So it, I was contemplating, I'm wasting my life right now watching this. Will Smith had sex with which? Oh, he has a son. Oh, Martin Lawrence is fat. Oh, God. Just It's a paycheck just, movie. Both those guys oh, were out of money. They needed they needed so another summer to get a to get some money, I guess, and that's what they that's what they did. It was so bad. And Invisible Man is the better movie out of all the movies in this category. 
Uh, I mean, just just go off the list here, right? So first place was in the tall grass, which I would say is is pretty shitty. I don't know. If both, I mean, I know Eric, you have Randall. Have you seen in the tall grass? I have not, but I have also not heard anything good about it. <laughs> no, it's it's bad, Eric. You know, it, it was it was pretty bad last year. Do you remember last year? The worst film of the year was Rambo: Last Blood. This is worse than that. That movie was was just too much fun to shit on though like that's i think right i had i know that that rambo was a bad movie but i have a lot more fun doing a mystery science theater of that movie than i do mm-hmm. actually watching it right i mean so <laughs> but here's tied for second place at 13.5 percent we got three of them we got old guard birds of prey and the visible man i'm sorry mm. sorry that's for um Wow, live on air, and I just fucked that up. That's for that's for third and last place. For 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 second place at sixteen point two percent was Bad Boys for Life and Extraction, which I would agree with that. For so 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 first place in the Tall Grass, second place Bad Boys for Life and Extraction. Extraction was god awful. I you know I what? I, I don't know what you were pissed. expecting from Extraction, dude. We got It was just I I understand. I get. I hear what you're saying, and I get that it's a, it's not even a mediocre action movie. But there's going to be people who just want some straight gun porn, and that's what they got. And that movie is just, just straight that. It's just straight one scene to the next, move, 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 shoot, 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 blow up, blow up, blow up, and that's all that was. And I think people, that's what they, that's they wanted with it. I don't know what you were expecting with it. I was, I mean, Chris Hemsworth. He just came off of Endgame and Ragnarok, so I was expecting something uh, entertaining. Uh, it was Chris Hemsworth trying to be Cobra, trying to be Commando. Really, really sure. shitty. Filled Just, with cliche I, movie. Uh, but, but, but again, actually, I'm I'm totally going against the fans on this one. I think Bad Boys for Life was the worst. Again, Will Smith's character has sex with the witch. Yeah. <laughs> now, again, this is a Michael Bay. Well, the the third one was this one was not a Michael Bay film, but the first two were Michael Bay worlds. So, you know disbelief is out the window i get that right but he has sex with a witch the third one wasn't even michael bay like michael bay couldn't be bothered he Uh, wasn't even a producer yeah a severe lack of flair in that movie he wasn't even a producer he was not involved with it at all and by the way randall you're appalled by that i'm appalled by the title that's the name of the fourth movie yeah. Bad Boys for Life. I can see the poster now. <laughs> Bad Boys I, number four life. I see what you're saying. Yeah, man. That's yeah, just, you're just right. Call, just call the third one Bad Boys Three and then go, okay, we're gonna end it with Bad Boys for Life. Come on. Yeah. Idiots. <laughs> no, missed opportunity there. It, it, that's going off the the, the whole um what's with that magic movie? Now you see me. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a bad one. Well, it's because they missed opportunity for the sequel. They put "Now You See Me 2. It's like no, it, it's "Now You See Me." Now you don't like that's that's now the whole. Oh yeah, that's go. the whole phrase. Like, and you just completely just ignored it and just put a two in there. Whatever that movie was. We're, I'm not even a fancy two. Not I'm just saying it, it's proper to talk about that because we're talking about dog shit movies. So right. I just yeah so I mean yeah for me it would be uh, bad boys for life and, and birds for uh, birds of prey and tall grass was pretty shitty 
to end the rain on that, I remember actually watching that movie with my wife, and I was like, oh, this one could be good. And she was like, why is that? Because we didn't see the trailer at the time. We reviewed this back in March or April. And I was like, oh, because it's, it's based on a book written by Stephen King and his son. So it has to be something good, right? No. No, it wasn't. Not the uh, not the the greatest. I obviously spent my opinions during that episode, right. but I would not vote it to be the worst. I mean, I really do think it's it, pretty bad. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that it it's good. I've like I said, I've already said it. You already know that, right. my opinion. but I just think right. that you know process of elimination here that the other those other two should have been. But uh, and who knows? Maybe we have hey. a lot of maybe we have a lot of uh, Harley Quinn fans here, or or or, or maybe just people are pissed off. What was that, Randall? Well, I was going to say, I'm a little surprised at the Birds of Prey hate. I'm not saying it's good. It's it's what it's what it, I don't know. It's it was exactly what I expected. I was like, okay, it's fine. I, it, that's, it, I, that might be what it what it is. I the expectation. I mean, you know, I mean, if, it, it was definitely disappointing then. Well, I, I mean, it, no, it, listen though, listen. Go ahead. The bar. With Suicide Squad was so set set so low, it would have been hard to make it worse. I was okay with it. I was like, I didn't hate it. It was fine. So, good job, guys. You didn't Suicide Squad it. <laughs> yeah. You well, know, the, the sequel's coming out. Well, that should be suicide said uh, already to itself that yeah, as long as it it didn't Suicide Squad it, but. And no, it's not. It's not the sequel. There, it's a, it's a redux, isn't it? Mm, is it because she's uh, Margot Robbie's coming back for the new Suicide Squad, the the, the yeah. James Gunn one? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah I, I, okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I would imagine it's just a, a. I thought it was just a redux, but I maybe I, I'm, I think I'm it's getting my sources just wrong. Just another one. I think it's just, just another just one. Just another one. Hey, John Cena's in it, so it has to be amazing. Yeah. If he's so. if he's even in it, no one's going to see him, right? Right. Before we take our break real quick here, uh, Randall, since you are a special guest and you're part of EMC here, uh, before we get into our, our, our quick ad, Randall, can you please tell everybody who you are and what EMC is and where they can find you real quick? Yeah. Hey, I'm Randall, and uh, – I do a podcast called the Grawlix Podcast. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast. And I also run the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network, which has a whole bunch of fantastic shows, mostly uh, podcasts mostly focused around entertainment and fandom niches. A lot of uh, the TV and movie uh, podcasts are kind of dominating right now. And you can find my shows, Movie Guys, and a bunch of other great shows there. That's electronicmediacollective.com. That's what I do. All right. Well, you know what? Before we go out real quick, Randall, Eric, I like beer. You like beer? I like beer, guys. We made beer. Yeah, we made beer. Eric and I made beer yesterday. First time we see each other in three years. Eric comes to my house last night, and we brew a made-up beer, a chocolate porter, like, coffee box. It's crazy. So excited. (laughs) And Eric had a good time. That's the first time you ever brewed beer, buddy, right? First time. First time ever. Loved it. 
where you can find these ingredients that we bought was from MrBeer.com. If you are a brand new brewer, if you are an expert brewer, you can buy all the ingredients there. Eric, we actually had actual hops and malt and barley in our hands when we were brewing the beer last night. And since you're a fan of the show, you can use our special promo code AFLDJYH. Again, AFLDJYH. You type in that promo code when you check out, you get 15% off your first order. And Movie Guys Podcast will definitely appreciate you for that one. Uh, Randall, we're going to take a quick break, but thanks, buddy. I appreciate you coming along. Thanks for inviting me on, man. It, it was great. And I'm excited to hear the rest of the episode in the future when it's out. All right. So now we're joined here with Ed. How the hell are you doing? The boys are back going for the second half of the Movie Guys Awards 2020. How the hell are you doing? I am happy to be here. I'm glad to be back with boys it's been uh, it's been a long time you know uh, with a few sparse moments here and there but uh, i'm i'm glad to have the band back together that's for sure that's right no yoko ono's breaking up this band well <laughs> yeah don't speak too soon there jordan yeah yeah foiled yeah. again come back with the jinx there that's for sure i'm surprised that yeah. ed came back for this episode though and not for the mandalorian yeah, yeah. Well, I actually wasn't invited for the Mandalorian. I didn't even know you I said did you it. didn't want to do it. The truth comes out. <laughs> I, we talked about it. I don't remember us having a conversation about it. I, maybe we did. Maybe we didn't. I do not recall. But uh, you know, I would have. I think looking back after having seen the entire series, I definitely should have done the should have done the show. I regret it. It's my life's biggest regret. <laughs> okay, this is how I prove my innocence. This is how I prove my innocence. I have to remind – the votes go out the week of Thanksgiving and the polls close the week of Christmas. I called and texted you once a week for a month to remind you, hey, remember? Yeah, you said you were going to do the award show, bud. And you're uh, like, I don't know. Yep, that doesn't yeah, sound yeah, like... that, yep, yep, that's yeah, right. No. I, I forgot. Well, the, <laughs> the award show thing is true. I, I did ask him to remind me because I do have a terrible memory and I'm incredibly busy, you know, with certain <laughs> other things come Christmas time. But, but you know, in his defense, that part is true. Mm-hmm. However, I do not mm. recall the conversation of, of Mandalorian. Either way, neither here nor there. All right, we'll do it. Mandalorian season three. You heard it here, folks. A year from now, Ed will be on Mandalorian season three. That is the prediction sure to go wrong. No, it won't. It won't. <laughs> well, I'm sure Jordan will send you another uh, text to to remind you. But uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. for Jordan to send you, uh, you know, multiple texts in a week, that doesn't sound like like the Jordan right there, right? It's yeah, not, right. <laughs> the, <laughs> the the multiple calls and the multiple texts uh, in, right. in a week or a day. Yeah, that's you know, the instead of leaving a voicemail, how he calls and then texts you and say, you know, hey, I just called you, and then you respond to his text. Half an hour, 45 minutes later, and then he immediately calls you right back. <laughs> hey, you know what? Fuck you guys. I thought, we were, I thought we were friends, and I thought you liked having conversations with me about stuff, but okay, fine. Eric, I thought you enjoyed our early morning romps on the phone, but fine. I will never do that again. Oh, of course Whatever. I do, George. Oh, stop. No, you don't. No, you don't. The true feelings come out. You're like, oh, my God, it's 830. Jordan's going to call me in the morning. Well, damn yeah, it. wait, wait until 930. How about that? Right? Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait for me to put on some pants in the morning, Jordan, before you call me. How about that? 
You tell me to call you in the morning. Anyway. Wait until after the second cup of coffee. Not all of us are up at the butt crack of dawn. That's true. Jordan, like you. Yeah, that's true. I am. I am up at 5 o'clock in the morning. So, I forgot there was even a 5 in the morning until you just reminded me just Wonderful. Now. You know what? You know what? You guys are kind of me feel like we should have a Jordan roast segment next year. My God. That'll be the whole episode. Yeah. This is going to be a great, a great award show. Yes. Yeah. yeah that would yeah. be. All right. Well, speaking of awards, let's get into this one. Okay. Uh, Ed, are you ready? Eric, are you ready for this category? Oh, hot damn. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Let's go for it. All right. Now, again, since we're going out with part two here, this is voted on by the fans. None of us here had a vote in it. This is what you have picked, fans that are listening. So, the category for best streaming series. The nominees are the Tiger King reaction episode, Mandalorian Season 1, and The Haunting of Blind Manor. Eric, I'll go with you first. Which one should win the best streaming series of 2020? Black Manor, I'd say absolutely for sure. Only because you're seeing season one of Mandalorian, which really just seemed to be um, kind of just the same thing over and over again, at least in my opinion. But uh, uh, Black Manor, I that's that that's for me, just straight up. Tiger King just really was a trend, right? I mean, it 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 went up hard and it fell just as hard as it went up, I guess. Uh, and like almost in the same month, it did. And that's just because everyone was just kind of bored and locked in their houses, had nothing else to do. And it seemed like that was the first thing that just kind of came out that got traction. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I was going to say, yeah. just, if it was for Blind Manor, yeah. uh, just because you had a nice mix of kind of this like this, this love story mixed in with the ghost story. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I am not trying to compare it to The Haunting of Hill House because I, I think we all can agree that, that one was uh, miles probably better than, than Blind Manor. But um, mm. if I had to choose between those three, that's, that's my answer for sure. Ed, what about you? So I need a point of clarification. Are we talking about just the final episode of Tiger King that they aired weeks later with Joel uh, McHale? No, no, it's 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 the it's the series. It's okay. Yeah. So in my opinion, of the three, you know, Tiger King was kind of the thing we all needed at that moment. I mean, <laughs> you know, it it it. Pre- it was something that it's a, it was a train wreck. It was something that you had to watch and then you'd get a little further into it. And, you know, and they explained the very beginning of the first episode of Tiger King where it's like, hey, we kind of sort of were just trying to see where this went. And we ended up spending six years with these folks because we, we couldn't turn away. So that, and that's how it made us feel. They did a great job of building a, a docuseries that you couldn't stop watching even folks who typically don't get into things that would have you know a uh, a a gay harem zoo owning uh politician from oklahoma <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> you that's know? just ridiculous but, and and it, it's one of those things that somebody somewhere you know like your friend that's kind of your friend would watch would you know, they powered through it. And then you were talking to them about, oh, my goodness, can you believe the there's a pandemic going on? Uh, and they would say, dude, you need to fucking watch Tiger King. And you're like, what? No. And then you saw somebody else post about it on Facebook and then somebody else tweet about it. And you're like, OK, let me watch first episode. And then you were like, holy, holy shit. I can't. I have to tell everybody I know about this. Like it became 
it became Christ in the pandemic. Like you had to give out, you had to give out the story to everybody to watch it. So to me, you know, that if that's not, if that's not enough of a selling point to tell you it's the best streaming thing, the best thing we could have streamed this last year, then I, I don't know what is. All right. Well, the winner at 40.5% of the vote is The Haunting of Bly Manor. One best streaming series of the year. Number two, second place at 37.8% was Mandalorian season one. And Tiger King came in at third place at 21.6. I don't know. After Ed's speech there, I'm kind of sold on Tiger King. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would have watched an entire series on I'm a Libertarian, so technically fuck the government guy. Like, I would have watched an entire series on him. It did seem like that was a lot more of the of a pop culture wave than anything else, though, right? I mean, like, we're going to get Halloween costumes from that. Not to say that we won't from Mandalorian, but we've already seen you know, decades of, of Star Wars costumes just in a regular, not even with Halloween. But to have a Joe Exotic Halloween costume, that is going to stand out. My 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 stepkids, who are at now at now ten and eleven, before this thing has ended, right? They they've never we've never allowed them to watch Tiger King for obvious reasons. They're ten and eleven. Sure. But every once in a while, you'll catch the younger one go just screaming Carol Baskin in the middle of (laughs) – instead of saying a swear word when he's playing Fortnite or whatever, he'll he'll say Carol Baskin as if to say another swear. And it's – what more can you say about something that came along at a particular time than it it became the pop culture issue of an entire entire year? Oh, well, That's just the memes movie. alone. I guarantee goddamn to you. Yeah, I and st- still to this day, you see, I want, you know, uh, Jew Exotic say, I know who caused this pandemic. Oh, I know who caused this voter fraud. Oh, I know who did that. Like, it, it's, it's all it, Carol Baskin. It's, yeah, and she got on Dancing with the Stars. Did yeah. you, uh, did you guys see who's uh, playing her in the movie? Uh, the chick from Saturday Night Live. She was in Ghostbusters. I don't remember her. Yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, yes, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon's, yes. Yes, Kate McKinnon's playing Carol Baskin in the movie? Yes, yes. yes. Oh, talk wow. About perf- talk about perfect casting. Well, wait, who's mm-hmm. doing, is Rob Lowe doing Joe Exotic? That would be amazing. I don't remember. I'll look it up. Give me a moment. That would be absolutely amazing. Uh, but uh, Kate McKinnon as, as Carol Baskin. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens or what? Oh, my God. That was See, so I was already talking about it. My... You know, but I guess out of sheer entertainment value, I, I, uh, I would still stay with, with Bly Manor, but for pop culture, just, yeah, uh, Tiger King really is going to have a much, much more of a impact years, I'm actually, years down. I'm actually surprised you guys didn't say anything about Mandalorian season one, because that was a big thing. Like this is the first big star Wars show TV show. I thought. Thought you guys would be voting for that one. Because all we got so this, from that was Baby Yoda. That's it. That's all we got from, from season one. This is from May. So how true and realistic it is, I don't know. The answer is Nicolas Cage. Yes. Nicolas Cage needs to be, needs to be Joe Exotic. He oh, is Joe. This is from May, and this is from Variety. I haven't heard anything since this all has come out, so maybe it was a big fake and we just didn't didn't realize it. But uh, it's yeah, according to Variety... Uh, from May 4th, 2020, uh, it's, it's Nick Cage playing Joe Exotic. All right, all right, guys, let's go into our next category here. Uh, this is a new category. 
because of COVID, we couldn't go out to the theaters every single week like we have done before. So we watched a lot of Netflix movies. And we and Netflix movies used to be, oh, it's a Netflix movie? It's going to be really good and entertaining. And Netflix has kind of gone to the B-level movie rental route recently. Quantity so, over quality. There you go. So we have the worst Netflix film category that we reviewed this year. And the nominees are, and I think all of these rightfully deserve it, 1922, In the Tall Grass, Old Guard, Extraction, Babysitter 2, Killer Queen. I can't even say this with a straight face. Hubie Halloween, (laughs) Project Power, Eurovision, and Devil All the Time. Eric, what is the worst Netflix film of the year? Wow. Um... Wow, that's that's quite a few there. That's a list. Yeah, that that certainly we, is a a list. We reviewed uh, all of those. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess in the tall grass. Uh, I mean, I'm only saying that because we it was voted on already by the fans as uh, worst, worst film of the year. Worst film of the year. Yeah. So I mean, I probably would, you know, not be too far from it. For it to be the worst uh, Netflix, um, but yeah, I, I guess would I agree with it? I don't know, man, because Old Guard was tough to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be a toss-up between those two. Uh, if I, I were mean, to like, make a prediction, I, mean, I, I would say that the probably people picked in the tall grass. I would probably have to say Old Guard. Just out I mean, of the but, but, of but, but Project Power is pretty shitty too, though. Yeah, your version was bad. Hubie Hubie Halloween was dog shit. That movie knew it was dog shit, though, and that's the difference. Okay, well, by 1922, is that movie a horror movie? Is that movie a haunting movie? Is that movie a ghost movie? Is that movie a revenge movie? What movie is 1922? I think just because of what you just said right there is is leaves it open to interpretation, so that people will rather talk about it more than automatically point a finger and say, that's a bad movie. They would be curious and try to find reasoning as to why they thought it was bad first, rather than look at something like UB Halloween or something like Extraction or Old Guard or In the Tall Grass and, and point out and be like, no, I don't like that as the credits are rolling out. But Ready 22, I feel like people are going to Google that first. Maybe look at some, some forums, maybe look up research it a bit more and then say, yeah, maybe I didn't like it. You know, they're trying to like talk them into saying that they didn't like it because we had a we had a conversation about that, Jordan. Like, we didn't know what type of movie it was first, and right. you had to get over that hump first before you then decided if you liked it or not. No, I agree with you, Ed. What do you say as the worst Netflix film of the year? Well, I I think I have to go with Hubie Halloween. Um, now, and I'm going to use the same reason reasoning behind why I. Hate it for the same reason why you know you guys are discounting it. It knew it was bad, but I, that was that was that was Adam Sandler's retaliation for saying, "If you don't give me an Oscar for for uncut gems, I'm going to make the worst movie in the history of movies." And he did. <laughs> I mean, he he. It's not as bad as The Room, but like you know, this movie still tore me apart, Lisa. Oh God! You know, no, actually, I do not think he he did not set out to make the worst movie. Ever. Like he did that uh, 
other movie with uh, with Drew Barrymore where they're in Africa. Oh, oh, um, that was horrible. Bl- blended is that no? Blended, yeah, blended. You're right. It's all blended. Uh, I mean, well, that movie, but... <laughs> Happy Halloween is not though. It's, it's not Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds is awful. We're we're getting down what? a Sandler <laughs> track here. Yeah, well, wait, yeah. yeah. I would agree with that on that. What the hell are you talking about saying that Mr. Deeds was, was god-awful? I wouldn't mean... It's, it's very it's, stupid, stupid, stupid. It's not his greatest, no, but I'm, I'm not going to compare it to Hubie Halloween. All right. Well, okay, go fine. Do you guys want to hear? I was actually shocked on this one. Eric, I was in your camp for In the Tall Grass. Uh, but the worst Netflix film, according to you, the fans, at 28.2% of the votes... Good chunk. ...is the... Babysitter 2, Killer Queen. Wonderful. I'm not going to disagree with that. No, it was disappointing. It's a Netflix film. The first one was, uh, Ed, I don't know if you've seen Babysitter 2, but it goes off the rails. It's a G movie, Ed. It's a bad, buddy. Oh, it's a G movie? Oh, God. Well, the first one was a G movie, too. Oh, God. So, uh, in second place, so this was all across the board. In second place, in a very, very close second, at 23.1% of the vote, was Hubie Halloween. <laughs> so Hubie Halloween was was just right fucking there. Like, like they were close. Um, but then you got, uh, w- what else did they have here for all the fans? Uh, they had, they voted on, uh, third place was in the tall grass at 15%, and at 7%. Uh, was uh, 1922. The rest were not even really counted. All right. I mean, so... Devil All the Time didn't get a vote. Devil All the Time with Ryan Patterson didn't even get a vote. Sure. Uh, and I can understand that, too. Because, again, you had a lot of movies in that, in that category. And maybe that was the fault of uh, having uh, In the Tall Grass being the winner of the worst movie of the year is that we didn't have enough worst movies in there, like you be on the Ween. Yeah, we should have. I should have taken Invisible Man out, right, and put Hubie Halloween in there. That would make you happy. Yeah, there, now you're starting to make sense, George, uh, Jordan. It's, uh, there we go. It only took you this long. long. Yeah. To me. <laughs> okay, so my favorite category uh, that has been popular for a while. Uh, this is more. This is actually my favorite more than best film of the year. Uh, the most disappointing film of the year category. This is a movie where it's like the hype train is there. I'm excited to see it. Ah, oh, damn. Like, and I'm saying it's it's considered the worst Netflix, worst film, but just, ah, oh, man, it did not hit the hype. Sure. Okay. Nominees are Project Power, Birds of Prey. Eric, you're going to fight me on this one. Dolomite is my name. I will fight you on that one, but keep on going. We will fight. The Babysitter 2 Killer Queen. The Last Temptation of Christ. Jumanji the Next Level. And The King of Staten Island. Eric went last. So, Ed, what is your opinion of the most disappointing film of the year? This is my own fault. And I'm going to take full responsibility for why I'm disappointed in this movie. But I'm going to say King of Staten Island. There you go. And, oh. And, and it's because I don't – I've never adhered to Eric's number one thing, which is don't watch trailers. And I, I was on Hulu all the time with that one, and I couldn't not watch a trailer. Like it just was there. Every, time, every 30 seconds, 
There, or every time there was a 30-second ad drop, there was this King of Staten Island. And it's not that the movie was, was bad. It wasn't good, but it wasn't the worst movie of all time. I just – having watched the trailers, I thought it was going to be good. Watching it, I was just – I was disappointed. That's actually a good point. I was disappointed too. Everything leading up to the firehouse stuff was disappointing. But then once he became a part of the firehouse, because we all know that means something to me with my family with mm-hmm. firefighters, I'm like, okay, I I'm into it. Would you guys agree? Like, I mean, everything before the firehouse stuff was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, again, it's one of those things that is just—it's not a terrible, terrible movie. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's just—it's just disappointing. It just Eric. didn't seem like anything new. I agree with you, Ed. It just seemed just kind of like it was going through the motions of a movie. You know, like it just here was a, a movie or a, you know a story where they had a beginning, they had a middle, they had some conflict, and well, I guess we'll just have to end it now too. And I really don't know how to do that. And so they just kind of did that. Yeah, it, this it seemed like a how long was that movie? Like a two hours, two and a half o- hours. It was over. Yeah, so it was 15 minutes. It was ridiculous. Well, and the the, the shitty part is, is like Judd Apatow, when he did Funny People, which was a serious movie, it was fan fucking tastic. Like, I loved I loved that movie. I think this is more of of a testament to just how terrible Pete Davidson is. He's famous for no reason other than being famous. Like, I mean, SNL. You're right. He's not even funny on SNL. He's never been funny. I don't. I mean, and I love all different types of humor. I love potty mouth. I love. I love highbrow, as low as you can get, as high as you can get. I like Red Skelton. I like fucking Steve Hofstadter. I like everything in between. I, I just never. I've never found Pete Davidson funny. Teach their own. Valid. Valid. I mean, I actually don't prefer his stand-up at all. I do not like his stand-up, but I actually find him quite interesting and fun and. Saturday Night Live. Well, here's the thing is that like before he got on SNL, he actually had – I will say that I think we did this in our review of King of Staten Island is that I didn't mind his, his earlier stand-up. It was pretty good, but it seems like there's this new trend happening now, especially with SNL stars because he did it um, – oh, who's the uh, the chick that was in Ghostbusters? The, the loud oh, – always um, – oh, goodness. She got the short hair. Kate McKinnon, Kristen Wiig. No, no. The, not, we all know that, what we want to say, but we're not going to say it. Well, no, I just forgot her, her name. Even, uh, even if I were to, uh, even if to say that. Yeah, Leslie, Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. Well, thanks, Jordan. Even if I were to say that, it wouldn't have helped because it still doesn't know, bring up the name here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jordan, Asshole. you got to – I understand that you're, you're, you're using a descriptor, a descriptor as a concept, but you don't, have to, you don't have to preface like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah, goddamn. <laughs> But either way, as I was saying, like her stand-up is just as well too. If you could call it that, because it's not really—it's just them, like Leslie Jones and Pete Davidson, trying to do this quote stand-up that they're trying to do. And it's, they're not—they're just—they're just storytelling. They're just talking for an hour, and it's not—it's not entertaining whatsoever. They're just using their name power to pull it in, and that's kind of what King of Staten Island was. It was the longest um, half-hour show that I've ever seen. You know, like this—it it re- it really because that. That story is is a solid half an hour or twenty minute show at best. You could tell that real quick. You could touch it up for an hour long even, but two and a half hour or however two or fifteen, there it was. There's a lot of parts in there that was just filler. I don't even know why they were in there. Maybe they got some star power because they had Action Bronson in there and some other people, Steve Buscemi. 
you know, they're trying to pull that in there. But it just, I, I agree with you. My still would say the disappointing is Birds of Prey just because there was a lot of hype in that. And just like Suicide Squad, it, it just fell like a fart. All right. Well, uh, the winner for the most disappointing film of the year is Birds of Prey at 25.6%. Hot damn. However, at 23% was Jumanji Next Level. Okay. I, I guess I can't disagree with that either i i didn't when we did that review i said that i didn't mind it just because i i kind of i kind of got it after the second movie you know yeah i mean like it was disappointing because of what jumanji was disappointing because the first one was out of nowhere good so like it was disappointing to see this one was so bad i I disagree i think it's i think it's flip-flop for me i was disappointed in the first uh, remake, if you want to call it that, and then uh, I was okay with this one just because they they kind of almost made fun of their first one. Kind of, you're right. I don't want to do the no. I, I I do not want to do the last category for film of the year. I'm having such a fun time with guys. Uh, the, Boys are the bad thing about being. No, it's it's it stinks. You know, it's because it's like we wait all. Well, me personally, just for me, speak. I I, I wait all year to do this again this is a fun show for us we don't get to review a movie and see what the fans get to vote on and it's so exciting to see what the fans think and to hear your guys's responses and it's just sad because this goes so quick we just want to add back we do bring back ed hashtag bring back ed bring back ed. that's been on tw- that well, that you, that almost trended go ahead you, you guys convince my old lady and we'll see where that one goes hey, we'll we'll show her that the- it yeah, we'll show her the trending yeah. hashtag. <laughs> if it's fucking trending, I mean, she can't argue. Trending by all three of us, yes. Of the one of the three of us with an actually Twitter verified Twitter account, I will say, hashtag, I didn't, hashtag, I didn't see it trending. Ah, oh, you break my heart. All right, guys. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. You, I can't be on the show and not drop my verified Twitter handle. Damn, the realist oh. just comes in and just and just starts dropping <laughs> verified. Just, and... just just drop and, bombs and it's like, ooh, you, I'm fucking have a blue check mark. Are you gonna have you. a yeah? You're gonna have to go ahead and uh, throw a plug in there too, Ed? Or yeah, John Cena follows me. Um, seriously, no, it's uh, no, yeah, I'll get. It. Yes, he does. No, he, hey, he doesn't yes, care he does. about you. Jerry O'Connell follows me. Wes Craven follows me, and he's been dead for two years. That doesn't count. That, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> no, that doesn't count. A dead okay. person follows you, Jordan. That's that's something you're gonna brag about on Twitter. I'm just saying. I mean, fuck. I mean, he wants to bring up John Cena, who doesn't care. Well, he can't. He he can't see me, but he does care. Yeah, and we can't see him either. So, <sighs> hate it all you want. Man doesn't exist. Fine. Fuck me then, I guess. All right, film of the year. Film of the year. Um, all right, this one was crazy. Uh, okay. Nominees are nineteen seventeen. Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. That's well, not going to be that. A, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. The Irishman, and a marriage story. Ed, you went last, so Eric, what is your pick for film of the year? 
1917, I think. Just uh, given out of those, yeah, sure. Um, definitely not going to be Star Wars. But that's just personal. Um, 19, uh, just 1917. I've always been a fan of it. Uh, just we, we raved about it enough just because of uh, just the technical part of it probably was the the big seller of that movie. I, I just I just enjoyed every bit of it. So I hope I hope the fans agree with that. I won't rant too much on that. I'll keep it simple and uh, give my airtime to to Ed. Oh, sweetheart, I appreciate that. I want to hear you talk. So, well, you know, it. Oh, I'll be happy to do that. So I, I figured everybody would think that there would be like several different ways I could go with this. Obviously, fans know Star Wars saved my life. They know how much I absolutely hated Last Jedi and how I said that J.J. Uh, Abrams did the best he could with, with Rise of Skywalker to, to try to retcon everything. Yep. I, Irishman, you'd think I would absolutely love, which I did. It's four and a half fucking hours. It literally takes it, it takes a day to watch. But, you know, I mean, it tells a story from, from a mob perspective that nobody has ever really told before outside of the little hidden gem of Edging Angela. Um and, you know, living in the Pittsburgh market area, you'd think that I would love Won't You Be My Neighbor, which, again, I do. But I'm going to come out of left field and give my honest-to-God opinion. The best fucking movie I've seen in a decade was Marriage Story. I knew he was going to say that. Like, yeah. It, it evokes so much emotion. And, you know, the, the scene in which... Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver are in his apartment arguing. And I know that's the iconic scene from that show, but like, or from that movie, excuse me, but it, it's real. It fucking felt real. And I haven't felt a real moment in a movie outside of that scene again in, in such a long time. So I have no choice, but to give to give it to the marriage. Talk about the, uh, uh, the juice box scene, I think, right? Yes, yes. Where they get into a fight and they start, he he punches the wall. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I would agree with it. That it definitely brings up a a lot of uh, uh, raw emotion there, and it definitely did seem like both characters really, well, uh, you know, had some uh, experience that they brought up from that too. Mm-hmm. It seemed to, it seemed very very real. But um, yeah, I, it's hard to disagree with that. But I that's just one of those things where it's like that's one part in that movie where. In 1917, I got the whole thing from start to finish. For me, for for I I I I went to 1917 drunk. <laughs> uh, I was drinking uh, Evan Williams whiskey that evening. I thought that was I every worked, movie, by the way. Not to cut you true, off there. True. This was this was this was pre-COVID. This was in the this was in the middle of January. It's like the week of my birthday. Uh, come home. From work, I'm tired. I start pounding whiskey, and I'm like, oh, I got to go see this 1917 movie because I got to review it. Fuck it. So I get in the car, and I drive, drunk, to 1917, and that movie sobered me up quick. Uh, loved that movie. The fact that Sam Mendes, who just knows how to work the camera, I mean, the whole thing from when they were lying in the beginning of the movie in the opening credits in a beautiful ranch valley, and the camera just follows them through this trench. That alone is just breathtakingly mute. Breathtakingly? That's not a word. Breathtaking, just, just, it's, it's just beautiful to see that scene. Uh, seeing them go through no man's land, the journey 
It's just great. And then knowing that it's based on a true story of events from Sam Mendes' grandfather makes it hit home even more. 1917 is great. I will not agree with Ed on a marriage story. I thought my wife and I would really dig it. Uh, my wife actually hates that more than me. Uh, beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I'm not a fucking... Uh, see, there you go. Uh, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> okay. I forgot his name. Uh, Mr. Rogers. Uh, there you go. They're right there. I'm, I'm not a Mr. Rogers fan. So I don't get why people cream over Mr. Rogers. So it did not. <clears> it's it's pretty. It's pretty obvious as to you don't understand Mr. Rogers. No, no I don't. His I don't. documentary was was better than the Tom Hanks movie. Won't you be my neighbor? Versus um, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. My wife would agree with you. As I can, t- I can tell you, I mean, I've lived in essentially Western Pennsylvania, Eastern Ohio my entire life, and now I live in Pittsburgh, right? And Mr. Rogers is the biggest thing here since pierogies, okay? Like it's, oh, it's, oh, my it's, God, pierogies. It, oh, yeah, between, per, between pierogies and Pramani Brothers sandwiches, I mean, Mr. It, it's Mr. Rogers all the way. And, they would, and the they would, Well, they would wrap – yeah, I guess they would, they would rape – Mr. Rogers' mother to, to have the Steelers win a Super Bowl, but that's the yeah. different. That's that's something separate. That's different. Yeah. Uh, Irishman, you know, I'm in the same camp with Ed. You know, uh, that's my kind of thing. I know a lot of people don't like Casino. I love Casino. I love Goodfellas. That's my kind of thing. I, I I like that kind of movie. You would think I would like Irishman, but not fucking four hours. And and Star Wars, you know. It was it was on the category for film of the year because it was so hyped. And believe it or not, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker was in our top ten most downloaded episodes of the year. So I figured the fans definitely liked listening to our review of that. It did not end the way I wanted the uh, saga to end. It did the way it did. It was a but big movie. Big movie for a big, a big franchise. Big movie, big franchise, did not go the way I wanted it to go. But okay, guys, so delay uh, no more. Film of the year at 37.5% of the votes goes to, and I agree with this one, 1917. Wonderful. Uh, in second place, tied at 17.5% is. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood and Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. God damn it. Uh, at third place, Marriage Story at 15%. And at last place is Irishman at uh, 12.5%. I guess that and, sounds about right. But I, again, I think all three of us would could write a better ending than uh, in The Rise of Skywalker than what we saw. Yeah, I mean, anything better than, you know, she's the emperor's granddaughter and making out, no. Ed, do you agree, 1917 film of the year for Movie Guys Podcast for 2020? I mean, again, it's not a bad movie. I have nothing really negative I can say, and I can only, I can only, you know, emphasize what you'd said and just agree with you. The difference for me is that, you know, a marriage story was just something I hadn't seen really like that before. So, sure. you know, I'm not saying it's, it's the better of them. It's just how I felt about the movies this year or this last year. Well, fair it's fair to, fair to say that marriage story had, had a lot better of a highlight in, in acting like that. That mm-hmm. was that a dialogue that, that really took it home. Whereas 1917 was not dialogue driven. That was 
just just plot that was just movement that was there was cinematography that was just direction and sound editing you know that was a lot more of, of just an overall technical part of, of a movie you know rehearsals and just kind of having it being the one shot that probably stole the show a lot more than anything else but oh, oh yeah in the scene when he realizes he's gotta run across he's almost there and it's in the middle of whatever fucking battle that is you know that that's brilliant filmmaking from a large perspective like sam mendez fucking kudos like absolutely that was a fantastic fantastic scene and you know it's just it's to me again the reason i chose marriage story over 1917 is there's a lot of how do i how, how else can i say it there's is there's basically like if you took saving private ryan and moved Moved it to modern day filmmaking. That's what this movie more felt like than anything. Hey, mm. a, a quick question for you both. Then, do you think that um, the the critical acclaim of a movie is affected by the overall feel that you get from it? So, if you get if you finish Marriage Story and you leave knowing that it's a good movie, well acted movie, but you feel kind of I don't know uh, depressed just because it, it brought up a lot of old feelings. Whereas you watch another movie where you you leave feeling more satisfied, more completed, let's say at the end of a saga like Rise of Skywalker, where, you know, you're not uh, a depressed ending. It's an uplifting ending because, you know, you, you well, we know how it ends. Uh, you know, Ray, you know, the, the hero wins, you know, in, in that, and it's a saga. Does that have an overall effect on it? I mean, for me, for me, it does, but from the critical aspect, you know, if you read the, the folks that get paid to critique film, I think a lot of them, they get offended when you give them something they can't see or they, you, when you evoke emotions in them or excuse me, invoke emotions with those, they will shit on your movie because they want to be able to predict your movie. They'll tell you how good a movie is based on how predictable to a degree, except for when they can, line the movie out ahead of time and then they'll just tell you how and it was predictable so it's just my opinion of it anyway sure i can't disagree with that on that one i no no dog in the fight i actually agree with that on that for once ed and i agree you hear it here i agree with that <laughs> never happens heard it first heard it last and that on a high note then jordan we got to end on a high note but we got to end it on another high note again i'm gonna do it for the second time because it is our special uh, Ed, I have a question for you. So my okay. question is, you like beer? I do like beer. I like beer. I Eric like likes. Eric likes to make beer. Have you ever heard of MrBeer.com? Oh, I I have, but I'd love for you to explain it to me. Okay, so MrBeer.com. If you are a new guy starting out brewing beer, or if you're an expert brewing beer, you can get ingredients, extracts, everything you need from MrBeer.com, and use the special promo code from Movie Guys Podcast AFL DJYH. And as soon as you do that promo code, you get 15% off your first order of Mr. Beer. Again, AFL DJYH MrBeer.com. Get your first order. Brew your own beer. Don't go out and buy the name brand beers. Brew your own. It's fun. You brew made your own. own. You made your own bread. You cooked your own meals. Why not brew your own beer now? Right. Eric did it yesterday for the first time, and he loved it. Sure did. Ooh, ooh, sh share your experience with us, Eric. It was just nice, quick, and easy. Jordan uh, spilled yeast on my foot. It was great. 
It was true. That it actually is true. Did it get infected? It was bad. No, no, but it did get sticky real quick. It, oh. it got sticky, and I felt like an asshole. And he was still so pleasant over it, but I did spill the yeast on his on his sock. That is true. Well, that you know that must have sucked. Other than that, well, uh, everything was was quick and easy. I mean, Jordan Jordan's clumsy. Yeah, it's not Mr. Beer's fault. It's Jordan's fault. But you it's know what? Not... We had a good time with it, and that's and that's just some of the fun you could have with your own Mr. Beer kit. That absolutely. Um, I can't believe uh, the annual Movie Guys Podcast Awards is over with. I've been waiting all day. Uh, for this one, personally, uh, it's been a big celebration for me today. It's just six years now, officially, of Movie Guys Podcast. Ed, this is going to be better for you. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted you to be involved for this one. Six years, buddy, of Movie Guys six Podcast. Years. Jeez, oh man, where has, where, have, where has the time gone? Ed, what was the first movie we reviewed? Uh, Star Wars. No. No. Oh no 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 no! Oh, it was uh, oh, it was Howl. Yeah, <laughs> we will never. You know what? I think we give that fucking asshole more credit than what anybody oh. else does. Oh god! <laughs> we, 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 you know, we learned very on. Don't shit on a movie when you have the director scheduled. Don't shit on the movie the week before, because then you'll get ghosted. We still six years later, and we still talk about Howell, like Eric. Yeah, we're, oh yeah we're we're the only people that still talk about that movie, other than to say, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm sorry, it was a job." <laughs> six years, six years of Movie Guys podcast. Uh, Eric and I can't wait to continue on for 2021, and we'll probably be back in some way or some form in the future for other small special episodes. I'm sure. But uh, been a hell of a 2020. I uh, had a great time with you here, Eric, uh, continuing on. And uh, we'll be back in, in just, uh, well, next week we'll be doing something kind of special. Eric, you want to talk about that real quick before we hang out the show about what the next week's episode is? I mean, we're just uh, go. We're talking more about movies, man. But we're not talking about any one specifically. We're just talking about, well... The future of and how we're seeing a lot more sequels and spinoffs. And we talk well about sequels and spinoffs and, and what the direction we think that they're going to be heading in. Absolutely. Then after that episode, we'll come back with our full movie reviews of Wonder Woman 1984. They'll be coming out to you guys in the second week of January. Eric, Ed, it's a pleasure like always. Bring back Ed, hashtag and we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Make sure to check us out at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com on iTunes and all the social media platforms you can think of. Thank you guys so much for joining me for this annual Movie Guys Podcast Awards. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night. <laughs>